Alright, welcome to the very first episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm Thurian Still Gaming. Joining me today is Sergeant Buster. What's going on, people? You are watching and or listening to Generation X Gaming. This is episode number 10. Holy shit, episode 10. Recorded on August 13th, 2015. Back to another week of Generation X Gaming. I'm your host, and Still Gaming. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. I'm Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Generation X Gaming. I am your host, 30 and Still Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Generation X Gaming. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming. A past week. To another week, another episode of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes through the top stories of the past. And we rant along the way. Joining me each and every single week is Sarge McCluskey. How's it going, bro? It was my day off. Got my drinking shirt on. Well, I see that. Was that a, is that like a Tommy Bahama? Is yeah, look, it's, Tommy got, Bahama? it's got all drinks on it. And then I, and then I bought <laughs> this a... I bought this today, so... Nice. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know Sarge is going to get mouthy. Mm, not much. Still looking for you, but you're you're here live, but you're not here on my mixer screen. 100. I'm joined today by Dick Dastardly, Hanna Barbera's. Great, dude. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a little raspy, but Man, I'm glad. Holy to be here. cow! Is that your voice? That voice is, it's, I am not using a voice modulator. That's, that is. It's St. Patty's Day. We're celebrating St. Patty's Day. We're we're, we're drinking it up. Charge has been drinking since like 11 this morning. So this should be Absolutely. this should be a fantastic show. Looks like our picture. I think I think I think are too big for the helmet. What do you what do you, what do you think? The helmet's too <laughs> The helmet's too I think it's is what it says. Is what it says. Like that's how you think that people are addicted at the same time that they will they want to play the game, right? I really love this game. But I just don't want to do this. Right. But I really love the game. Oh, the game is so, so good. I'm going to rubber band my yeah. controller. Yeah. To go to school. Exactly. Right? And I want you to know this little asterisk. Ready for this? Right. I played it for two years. Didn't buy. Didn't buy a thing. But I figured, you know what? I owe them something because I'm playing their game. Oh God. Right. Sarge went down the Clash of Clans. No. Yeah, yeah. I bought. I bought twenty dollars. Oh my God. Sarge bought twenty dollars. I, I, I think the game's worth twenty bucks. Yes. This, this is this is the best guess what they it's, want it's, to happen. It, it, no, no, it's not a guess. The actual thing, Sarge, is that see. you can play with your friends up to four people, and you just can't be the same character. That's how it's it. going to work. That's how we want it to work. I'm with you. So that's how it works. That's Let's how see. it works. People play the Let's actual see. game. They play together. That's how it works. It's not Let's if see. it works. That's how it works. We're going to see. <laughs> We're going to see. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 300 of Generation X Gaming, the weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories from the past week. 
and we rant along the way. I'm your host, Thirty and Still Gaming, and joining me each and every single week is my brother, Sarge. What's going on, bro? Oh, I was still listening to the thing. I'm behind like 10 seconds. So I'm still listening to the opening. Yeah, it's 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 a little weird. I don't know what's happening with uh with YouTube. YouTube likes to, you know, do its thing. Do its thing. We've we've come a long way, Sarge, from that very first clip. Uh and those of you that just missed it, uh I'll I'll show that uh again at the end of the uh at the end of the episode. I like that that middle part where you had like the beard from like the man from Northwestern Oregon. <laughs> like I don't even remember I'm, you having a beard like that. I, I'm getting, I'm getting back to that stage. I'm getting back to that, that, uh, that, that look. If you, if you could tell, right? If I try to grow a beard in. like that at all, I just get arrested. That's all that happens. Yeah, you're talking if about the, any, the last. If I, go, scene. if I go anywhere, I just get arrested. They just arrest me. Yeah. <laughs> so Generation X Gaming is a weekly podcast that goes over a few of the top stories in the past week, and we rant along the way. We've come a long way. Three hundred episodes. Uh, we, we basically do about 50. It's almost close to 50, a little less than 50 a year. So episode 200 was a little over two years ago, which is before the pandemic, right? So, and now we're at 300 and maybe we'll be at 400 one day and maybe we'll be at 600 one day, whatever. I don't know. But uh, if you've liked any of the past broadcast, uh, make sure you share, like, and subscribe. Uh, we're here every single Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, we're here live on Twitch, live on YouTube simultaneously. Uh, you can help us out by uh, hitting that like button, hitting the comment section down below, hitting the subscribe button, uh, on hit the follow button over on Twitch. And if you'd like to go above and beyond that, you can, uh, you know, you can hit the subscribe Fair. button over on Twitch for four ninety nine. You can hit the membership button uh, over on YouTube as little as ninety nine cents. Uh, we do four of these a month, so and there's a lot of other content that we provide on this on this channel. Sarge, 300. 300. What well, you th did you think we would I, ever I do... Think, I don't want you to lie to your public. Actually, this month... Yeah. This month, we'll be doing five shows. Oh, okay. Okay, five shows. But then yep. last month, we only did three shows. It just happens the way that the, the, yeah. the weeks lay out. The, the, this month ends on a Thursday. So it'll be five, five episodes in March. You'll get a bonus episode. A bonus You're episode. Welcome. Yeah. You're welcome. Five episodes this this uh, this month, March Madness. It's get five episodes. Well, that means we'll be at three oh five by the end of this month. Yep, that's crazy. They're free, they're free show, guys. I remember, Sarge. Okay, what do you remember when I asked you <clears throat> five years, six, seven, seven years ago? <laughs> seven oh, years ago, we, we were yelling about Destiny. That's... No, no. But what did you think when I said, "Hey, I want to do a podcast"? What was what was your initial initial thoughts i don't remember did, did you think we were going to be episode did you think we were going to do 10 episodes let alone 300 it's not like someone's stopping you no like no one no one's canceling you and saying hey you yeah, no one can cancel me more. i would do this i would do this if there's nobody watching because to me this is like therapy i like i like if if you did this show with no one watching i would definitely put you in therapy <laughs> well we, we we average about 250 on on youtube and that's because we lost our we lost our like no, uh, filipino no no no, no. that's that's audio listeners audio yeah. listeners we have thousands we have thousands of audio listeners okay well, they have to they have to share our videos more we can't be the, the youtube algorithm has definitely buried us in some kind of radioactive school that we, we can't be found yeah, I, I don't know what it is, but I I I, I know what it is. I kind of stopped. I kind of stopped caring, really. 
I just enjoy doing the show. <clears throat> I do. I, I you gotta you gotta get people to share it. Share it. I, I like enjoy I enjoy doing share, the show. Share, like, and subscribe. But uh yeah, 300, man. When I when we first started, I was like, I want to do a podcast. I want to do a podcast where we just talk about daily and just and we just rant. I'm and, disappointed. I have no hat, no mustache, no nothing, costume. Nothing. Like nothing. Just another episode. Nothing. Just another episode. It's all right. You can do it for 350, which is this time next year. This time next year, you'll, you can do 350. Oh, I did, I did play a game, though. Oh, hold week. up. Hold up. Don't, don't skip ahead. We, we, oh, we're we still doing the intro part we're, where we're we still doing each it. other? Uh, so <laughs> you can also listen to us on audio formats on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Anchor.fm and all other podcasts across. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about Elden Ring. Uh, it's the most most coveraged game like ever, let alone uh, just this, this two years, but ever. We're going to talk about Star Wars Eclipse. We're going to be talking about a prototype PlayStation. We're going to be talking about Microsoft discounting a whole bunch of games this week. We're going to be talking about some uh, uh, games that are in development, potentially. We're going to be talking about our favorite, Betafield 2076. We're going to be talking about uh, we're going to be talking about Nvidia source code leaked, and it says something about Nintendo. Uh, we're going to talk about Batman, but AMC, really. Uh, we're going to be talking about the theaters. We're going to be talking about Halo Infinite fans. We're going to be talking about the meta, Sarge. The meta. Uh, we're going to talk about Epic Games. They acquired somebody. Uh, Netflix also acquired somebody, so we'll talk about those. Uh, Amazon's giving everyone that's a Prime member something, so we'll talk about that. Uh, rumored Fortnite is also going to have a couple of new characters in their game, or skins, I should say. Back for Blood's got some DLC coming out. We got highly anticipated Zelda-like game Tunic coming to game, uh, coming to Xbox, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Lots of ga new games coming to Game Pass. One of the games that was actually really good later this year. We actually own it, and we haven't played it yet, but Guardians of the Galaxy uh, is now going to be on Game Pass. Uh, Xbox Boss comments on possible Xbox Game Pass increase. Activision shareholder sues. Uh, we have a GTA 5 leak about the uh, patent about their map that's going on. And then Gabe Newell, Not a leak. the owner, the owner of uh, of Steam, has uh, a lot of a lot of stuff coming out because the Steam Deck is out here. So, so that's on the show today. Uh, and now we're going to talk about what we've been playing. So, Sarge. What have you been playing recently? Well, I guess I can make this like a public service announcement, right? So, <clears throat> out of all the, um, I guess all the poking fun at, at the game that we made over the past, I think it was six months now for unpacking, and we were like, we're so excited. We, we saw, we saw out. this, we saw the trailer at E3 last year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all, all this, all this hype about unpacking, and I kind of knew what it was going to be, but I was like, all right. So I was once again going through the game's library for Game Pass. And I saw it there, and I said, okay. No. So I downloaded it. Yep. No. I played through the whole thing. Now, I wait, will wait, say stop, this. Stop, stop, I will say you this. Download. Okay, wait a minute. You, yes. you, you don't want to play Fallout 76. No, you, you, do, you don't want to play Avengers. Nope. Done. You don't want to play, what was the other game? That you, oh, Cyberpunk 2077. Nope, not giving him a dollar. But you played Unpacking. Absolutely. All right. I'll tell you uh, why. Let, let, me, let me hear this. All right, so first of all, to make the game like this and not, I guess, fall into the trap every other every beginning developer has where you're trying to hype somebody up and make them buy something they don't want to buy, but you're lying to the people. 
it's a cute game. It's about the life stories of a little lesbian girl. And it tells a story. Question, wait, is it an actual lesbian words. girl or are you just saying it, it's it's no, it, no, you figure it out. OK, that, 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 right. that's part of the story. I like, just want to make it clear you know, to the audience that you're not calling someone just a lesbian girl because of whatever. No, no, yeah. it's a story. Yeah. So there's no words in the game. There's no talking. All it is is unpacking. Okay. And so by the objects does in it, the game. Does it feel very zen-like? I, I would say a little zen-like, yeah. If you're if you're the kind of OCD kind of person that likes to get things, puts things in the right spot. I, I am. Right? I like There's things, a lot yeah. of little, there's, it, and it, it escalates. Like the first, the first room is basically like your childhood room. Okay. And it gives you like a little date. And then it gives you like four years after that. Four years after that. And six years after that. Like little... Little it takes you your life. four years to unpack your boxes. No, no, finishing the finishing the level is you unpacking your house. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and and it gets it gets more difficult as each chapter. How starts. does it get difficult? Like, well, I'll, to be honest, sometimes you don't know what the fucking the object is. Like, you're looking at it, you're like, oh, I know what that is. You're looking at it, and like, okay, so the game gives you leeway of where the item should go. But if the item's in a completely wrong spot, now the item might not be in the wrong spot initially because the person is still young. They have their set way. So they give it but as the but as the game progresses, you start to notice where things are because other things are there. So so your character basically becomes anal retentive and it has to go in the exact spot that it needs to go in. I mean, I wouldn't say anal retentive. It's it's teaching, it's te I'll be honest with you. What I what I feel from the game. I, I know I'm going to get some flack for this, but I don't care. It's 300, right? <laughs> I feel, I feel that this teaches little girls how to live. Like, stop living in a big piece of shit. Like, stop living in a giant mess, okay. right? This teaches them, these are where things go. This is how it's supposed to live. This is where things are supposed to go. Like, you should, like it shows you, should, you. You should put your things away, basically. You should, you should. Right, it teaches you to put your things away. Get your life in order. Right. It's basically what it is. But as you're playing the game, it's a life story. You see if she's dating someone, if it's she's living alone, her styles of clothes change, her styles of eating change, what her career is, right? And her career gets bigger as the... As the it, I'm telling you, the game tells a story without words. Is there... It's is done beautifully. Is, I'm it, Listen, I'm trying to be positive here, and you are still trying to shoot at me. I, I'm not I'm asking questions. Cats. I'm They're asking... still trying to shoot at me. I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm just asking questions. All right, go ahead. So is it like... Is it like a puzzle game? It's not a puzzle game. It's not a puzzle game. Okay. How do you know when you're done with the room? The game tells you. Okay. The, every time you're done with the box, does the box when disappear? You, when you... When you're done with the box, the box disappears. Okay. Right? When you disappear all the boxes, the game then decides right then and there which things are in the room don't belong or in the wrong spot. Okay. And so they, they flash red. And so you now you have to go try to figure out where that thing has to go. Like, what's the big deal? Who gives a shit about this piece of shit sock? I want it on the bed. Nope. The game goes, that's not where it, that's not where it goes. Hmm. So it teaches you where to put your shit away. I think I need, to, I think I need to download this game. It's priceless. And, and Listen, make my son play it. Can I just can I just talk normal for one second? I never one. I thought you, I thought like you were talking shit. normal. I, no, I'm not. I never, never talked normal ever. I'm gonna talk normal for one second. I believe since the game is on Game Pass, mm -hmm. okay. I believe everybody who hears me and everybody who knows the people who hear me should share the game with your friends. Everybody should download it. Everybody should play it. 
That way the developers get a sense of people want to try our game. It's something new. It's something different. So, so it's a good game. Uh, it deserves it deserves a notice and it deserves to be engaged with. Right? They took a chance. They made something completely different. It's a cute story. It's about someone's life. I like this. I like but this side no of Sarge chat. Listen, there's no words in the entire game. There's no talking. There's no nothing. It's just putting shit away. That's all it is. Is there music? Yeah, there's a little music in the background. All right. I mean, it's it's calming music. It's not like death rock or death metal and you're trying to put shit away. Stealth, Stealth says it's a very good game. It's very good. And he understands what you're saying. Hey, I'm not, I'm okay, not, thank you, Stealth. I'm not, you. I'm not giving shit to Sarge. I just think it's funny that of all the games that are out there, Sarge chose to play Unpacking because we, we were joking about it for months and months well, we and months. We talked about it for six months. Yeah. Of course I had to play yeah, it. Yeah, for months. We were just like, yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I was be honest with you. I was going to shit all over it. I was, <laughs> was going to play it. I was going to play it, hook it up to Dynamite, come onto the show, and just blow it up. Instead, I engaged with it. I understood what the developers were doing and what the creator was trying to do. I thought it was good. Okay. It's an artful it, it's an artful story game. Okay. Do you think it should win uh is a contender of game of the year? Uh I think it should be in the in competition for independent game. Okay. For what it is, okay. for what it does. It's the the, the name it, of the it, game, Geezy, is unpacking. Unpacking. It does very well. Okay. All right. Well, Sarge played unpacking. Uh, unpacking. Um, unpacking. Okay. Yeah. That's it, Jeezy. Unpacking. <clears throat> That's the game. Yeah, no jokes. Those, 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 that wasn't jokes. He was actually, he's actually saying that unpacking is a good game and people should go uh, check it out. I'm telling you, as many people as possible should engage with the game because the developers, need, it's on Game Pass. Everybody should play it. Let them know that at least it's worth the shot. It's done well. Hmm. It's a game. It's, 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 it's created for what it was supposed to do. Make a game, it sell a do game. Any, it doesn't do anything else it's not supposed to do. It just what? does. I know, I know, it, I know it's on do. Game Pass, but what is, let's see. Um... It's, it's, I thought it was done very well. And, and, and if you're trying to go to sleep at night and just kind of zone out. Unpacking's on Steam, and it's also on Xbox. It's a $20 game. Uh, so would you so say. Game Pass is free. I, 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 fact, I would give him $20. Yeah, well, I was about to ask you. So would you say it's worth $20? Uh, yeah, it's worth twenty bucks because of what they did. So I'll, I'll, it's it's, it's worth, not it's, it's not worth gonna, full it, price. I knocked it out. Yeah, but I knocked it out. One, listen, this type of game is not meant for you to like put a medal on it. This game is to support to like they did something different. I would give them twenty dollars for the effort. Like a, I don't want to call it a charity, but I would give them money for the game. You're, you're, listen, I knocked it out in one night. Right. You're not going to play it for 20 hours. You can't follow our logic and say, do I get 20 hours out of the game? It's worth 20 bucks. That's not what this is. Okay. All right. Well, there you go, chat. Something out of left field. I never thought Sarge would be telling us and giving us information about unpacking, but there you go. See what you get on Generation X Gaming? We, we surprise you. We surprise you. Um, I've been There's playing. Surprise. I'm not drinking. I, I <laughs> Are you feeling okay, Sarge? Uh. I've been playing a couple games. I've been playing Lost Ark still. I've I have now four characters. I have three characters at level fifty, uh, but I I didn't play them all the way up to fifty. I transferred some stuff, uh, knowledge wise, which takes like uh, eight hours. So it, you do a book, you pay some gold coins, which I already had, 
and then he transfers and they boost some up from whatever level they were to level 50 and all the all the things that you did with your main character all that area is unlocked for that character so you can start doing uh i'm in tier one between tier tier one and tier two i'm in tier one i'm trying to get my main character to 600 to progress into tier two and to get that i need some uh materials Sarge. and those materials uh, I can do twice. It sounds, like you're, it sounds like you're going to work. Are you having it, fun? I am. I am having fun, but I'm playing super casual with it. Okay, I get it, but are you having fun? Because yes. the way you're talking is... Yeah, no, I am having like fun. you're going to fucking work, bro. No, no, I am having fun. Uh, okay. But at the same time, okay, because I'm a one-man... I'm, I'm one main character and I'm playing super casual, I'm in this moment right now in Lost Ark where because I'm not putting the time in, Okay. It's it's dragging along. Because if I was playing, if I was playing four to six hours a day, four to six, four to six to eight hours a day, I could level up to the you next mean level. Going to work. Yeah. You mean going to work. Exactly. I could level up to the next level. Okay. I've been stuck at uh, uh between five hundred and five forty now for about a week. Okay. Playing two to four hours, you know, throughout I would say maybe ten to twelve hours for the week. Right, um, leveling up my character, just doing the two chaos dungeons, doing the uh, the um, the boss rush, not the boss rush. Um, it's like it's like a hunt in like a uh, monster hunter. Uh, I have guardian raids, guardian raids. Do two guardian raids, do two two uh, chaos dungeons, and then switch my characters. Now, now I've only got my other characters up just two days ago, so now 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 it's starting to feel a little bit more like a job right because now i have my main character i'm doing two chaos dungeons two two um dungeon uh, other dungeons and then guardian raids and then abyssal dungeons right and then i switch characters and then i do ca two chaos dungeons and then i do this and then i do that to, to move stuff over and then i switch a character again and, then, and it, it takes me two hours playing three characters doing the same thing multiple times now i'm feeling like destiny a little bit now until i get to five or until i get to 600 okay I can't move on to the next island. So as a single, and this is very specific here, because I'm a single main character and I'm playing casually because of my time, just because of life, right? Because I do so many things between podcasts and talk shows and video games and stuff and being a dad. I don't have the time to put into the game. So I'm starting to lack behind and, and, and I can see a little, doesn't say the game, but I don't need to purchase anything. It just takes time. And I'm not putting time in, and I'm also not putting money in. So I'm in this limbo world right now in the game where I'm like, all right, uh, it might take me another week, two weeks, doing what I'm doing to get to the next level. Like, And when I say week or two weeks, again, I'm only putting two hours in per day. So I would stream four, four days a week. That's eight hours, for eight hours for the week. So technically, a person could do it in a day, two days, realistically as a free-to-play player, as a person's main character, one person, I can do it faster. I just don't have the time to put in towards it. I'm enjoying it, okay? Now, another game I'm playing casually is Elden Ring, Sarge. And I'm telling you, man, you would love this game. We might as well just get right into this right now. Go, go from what we're playing this week right into the actual story for the game, because... Well, we are. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. Finish what you're saying. Okay, I'm playing Elden Ring. And I'm I'm only eight hours in. And every time I play this game, I'm like, Sarge would love this game. Sarge would absolutely love this game. But I also see you 
going through like a controller or two because there's a there's a there's a peak here where the the fights are really good right but sometimes as i call them mcflurries right the the bad guys just come at you and they they like swipe at you and then they like come down on you and then they'll jump on you right and you're and you're okay with that but then they come out and they and they go they go uh one two three four five six seven eight and and you think you're blocking, right? You think you're blocking all of it. You're like, oh, I'm ready for the, I'm ready for the McFlurry. Okay, so you block four shots, but then your thing's gone. They come down and around a house, and you should be jumping or dodging or rolling. But then what happens is because inexperience, I'm in inexperience. Okay, I'm not a Dark Souls player. Never played a Dark Souls game before this. Okay, what really got me was the open world stuff. But there's a cue line. If I, you, it, this is not a button smasher. Okay, this is. This is offensive, sit back, defense, read the, read the NPC, okay? And when you do the commands, okay, and you hit A, B, Y, X, whatever, it cues it up. So if I'm rolling and rolling and rolling, and then I hit roll like three, four times, but then I jump to, uh, let's say, to, to swing my, uh, my sword, but I already smashed the roll button four times, it's going to go roll, roll. And then sort of roll, roll, roll again. Oh, is that is that how the mechanics work? Yes, it, it does like oh, a so you input can't button cue. mash. No, it's not you a button, button mash. So you have to you have to kind of it's mechanical timing. Yes. Okay. Which and is, and and memory. Yeah. Here, I, I found a clip. Let me see if I can find this guy. Does this guy shows you how this should be? Right, hold on. Let me let me show you this clip. This 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 is amazing, Sarge. Okay, this is a guy playing. I just saw this clip on Twitter. Okay, now I don't know how powerful this dude is. Okay, I just want you to watch this this fight that he's that he's doing. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the music off so you can't see. He, he edited it so it's slow motion. He disappears. He's 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 taking his time, dodging, blinking around. Okay, starts the fight, not getting hit, dodging left right, stabs the dude. This is goes behind, ready for the day, but on, right? You see what I'm saying? He's he's not being offensive. You can see him staying back. No, waiting. He's, play, he's playing. He's playing the whole defense. Yeah. yeah, he's playing defensive the whole time. NPC's dead. Now, obviously, this is a skilled player. This is a person. Uh, he's patient. He's patient. Yeah. He's calculating. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This is what it feels like when you're playing the game. Okay. Okay. When you're playing this game, even at the lowest level possible, and you're playing, you get your ass kicked. When I first started this game, Sarge, in the inside the tutorial, you start the game off, and you see this first boss that you don't even know, right? It's the, it's the big, it's the first thing in the game. You walk through the door. There's a ba the bad guy there. I got murdered in th in ten seconds. Okay, not even three seconds, and then it, it throws you into the tutorial. Okay, now you could, uh, good people can actually fight him and like move on to the game. They don't have to go through the tutorial. Okay. Well, it, it's a, it's a checkpoint right. to know what kind it's of player the, you are. Right. Okay. Without saying, Oh, do you suck? Yeah. Let's help you. So what this game does in my small, small experience in this game, as you're going through, even as a new person, this is what I did, Sarge. The reason what it, what it made me so excited to play this game was because of the open world ex exploration. There are so many things to explore in this game. So many is, things. Is there Mokoku seeds? No, there's no Mokoku seeds, but there are things to collect, right? Or not collect, but find, right? There, you're, you're collecting runes and different things. But when you're going through the game, there's so many things. 
I suggest for people that are playing this game, I haven't done it myself, okay? Do not go to YouTube. Do not watch people videos on how to get this or how to get that's that. That's never going to happen. Okay? No, right? I, I understand that. I, I understand that. But for people that don't know what to do, if just... people want an old school, people want an old school old lesson school on how we Zelda. Games were, yeah. that's how this Old game school is. Zelda. It does not tell you where to go, Sarge. Side quests, it doesn't tell you where to go. Okay? There's very subtle things to tell you, like, it's over this direction. East. So go it's that east. direction. Go right? east. Right. right. Okay? Everyone in this game, it doesn't matter if it's a small ad or a mini boss or a large boss. Uh, Krubsy was telling me earlier there's 84 bosses in the game. And uh, 100, was it 103, Krebsy? I think it was 103 actual bosses in the, in the game. Okay, is there, are, there, are there minions as well or just boss battles? Yeah, there, no, there's ads. There's, there's a whole bunch of stuff. There's also okay. time of day. So, like, different bosses come out at night. And then they're, but you don't know that much you play until or you... go on YouTube. Right. Right. Okay. I went across a bridge during the day. Okay. I was exploring. And then the sun fell. And I started going back across the bridge, and all of a sudden, this dude was on the bridge, and I was like, "What the hell is that?" Okay, and I don't want to, I don't want to put any descriptions in for anybody, right? If you watch some Elden Ring, you'll understand that the makers of this, FromSoft, or, or some, uh, yeah, FromSoft, uh, they are some sick individuals, and I don't mean that in a bad way. Okay, I'm saying that the creations, some of these bad guys that they created, are so like, "What the fuck is that?" Okay. Yeah, that, that's but that's what you should say when you're playing a video game. Yeah, it's that's that's the allure and the fun of the game. It it is it is such it is such a fun game and with the exploration and the fighting. The fighting as you fight in the beginning, you're gonna get your ass kicked if you've never played a game like this before. Even if you have played a game like this before, you're gonna get your ass kicked. But then you find weapons, and then you find different abilities, and then you level up, and then you do stuff. So right now, all I've done, Sarge, I've played it like Destiny. Okay. Now, someone that's a, a veteran uh, Elder Scrolls player. Souls player is going to look at me and go, this dude doesn't know how to play the game or whatever. But I don't care about those people. I'm playing the game how I want to play, and I absolutely love it. I'm in the starting section. Okay. And before I even got out to the starting section, through the tutorial, Sarge, I went to the tutorial and killed everything in the tutorial. Right. I killed the boss, first, first shot the tutorial boss. And I was like, all right, cool. And then before I went out to the main world, I went, can I drop? down into the tutorial section again. So I went back down to the tutorial section and then killed everybody again. And then there was no boss. And I went, oh, well, I have like a thousand runes or whatever. I was like, all right. So I kept dropping down and running through the tutorial section. So when I That's left- your first, your first cheese, go ahead. Right. So the first thing I did was I did what Destiny players would do. I would go into a lost sector and just clear the lost sector multiple times, right? For sure. I had, I had like 6,000 runes on me when I walked out the door, okay? And then there was a knight- that was there and he murdered me five seconds. Big knight that's golden. So you're constantly, you're in, in a game, you're constantly skill checked. Constantly. Always. Always. Yeah, that's great. So that's, that's fantastic. So, so I died, went back out, picked up my shit, and then I went to this church and there was some armor. So I bought the armor because I had the runes on me. I was like, all right, I'll buy that. I'll buy this. Right. So then I go out towards this little encampment. There's about, I don't know, about 15 guys inside there. They're just normal guys. There's like a mini boss guy there, like a knight with a, uh, a long spear, right? Uh, joust, whatever. And I killed everybody there. And then I died because the, the, the mini boss killed me. I went back, picked up my shit, killed everyone there. 
got killed again, picked up my shit. Back up, back up. What do you mean picked up all your shit? Okay, you so die, when you, you die, stuff? yeah, so when you die, you're, if you have runes on you, like actual currency, it you lose it all. You lose everything. You lose whatever you're carrying. Yeah, and if you don't go back to pick it up and die again before you pick it up, then you lose it, lose it. And then you lose it. And then you lose and, it. And then, and, right, and then some and people then you lose, lose it. it. Right, because right. if you have like 20 grand on you and then you die and you can't get back to it, and then you're like, ah! Like you start, is, there, you start, is, is there a bank or something you have to put the money in? Not that I know of. You have to spend it. So you can find these, uh, and correct me, chat, if I'm wrong. And please, chat, I, I implore you to, to tell me if I'm saying it right or wrong because I've only played eight hours, eight and a half hours. Uh, I think they're called runes, the, the currency. Or you find these runes. And then you can... Um, you can uh, just keep the actual like the the actual item, and you can break the item open and then get the get the money from that. Okay, or you can just find the money and pick up the money. And so you have a, you have money on you, and then you have runes in your actual satchel. Okay, interesting. So if you die, you don't lose anything in your satchel, but you lose your money or souls. People say they're souls, uh, or 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 whatever, but I think they're just runes. Okay, so. Every time you get a bunch of stuff, you want to spend it. You either want to go to a, a vendor and upgrade your weapons, uh, buy things, or level up yourself. Okay? So I keep throwing it into my magic ability. Right? So that's, that's what it does for that. Now, again, there's so many things to find in this world. Okay? There's so many things to find in this world. Uh, there's hidden treasure chests. There's other treasure chests that teleport you to a fucking different realm when you open up the chest. Uh, it's a lot of good stuff, man. The boss fight, I, I've only done one major boss fight so far. One major boss fight. It was, uh, I think his name was Stormfoot. It was a giant cat, okay? And actually, let me see. Do I have, do I have my clip of... Uh... With, this many, with this many amazing bosses, how come there's no meme, meme fest yet? What do you mean? Are there meme fests yet on the, some of these bosses? Like people getting their asses kicked? Oh, like yeah. For yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a video out there. A guy it, that, that night I was talking about with the, on the horse, the Golden Knight. I don't know what his name is. He's a Golden Knight. He was, uh, he's like the very first guy you see, like the very first guy you see. Okay. I, I don't have, I don't have my clip. Um, he completed, he, he fought him 99 times. So as he started the game, fought him 99 times under, under leveled, not really had a sword or anything, just a club, I think. And he fought him 99 times and then finally beat him. And you can see when he beats him. He doesn't scream. He doesn't like, he's not like, yeah, he's not like that. He's just he, like, he's just, like, yeah, it's called sense of accomplishment. Yes. yes. He, you can see the yeah. accomplishment on his face. Cause he was, he was on it. He's like, I'm going to kill this fucking guy. I don't care how long it takes me. And he did right. it. And he was and and you could, you could sense it on him. Like he was just like, yeah. See now that, see now I think that's, that's the kind of thing that needs to be taught in a video game. Instead of being, instead of manipulating people in a video game to spend money, I think you need to manipulate people in a positive way, as in like how to overcome obstacles. Yes, this, how to be this, persistent. This does it the entire time. How to, right, how to be persistent. How to how to figure your way out of a situation. How to like real life. It, it's almost like it's like real world uh, consequences inside the video game. The the best way I could describe this game is like Groundhog's Day. Okay, you get up, you go through the section that you're killing everything in, and if you die, you start again. And you go through it again, 
and you kill guys in different ways this time. And if you die, you do it again. And you go back, you're like, I'm going to stab that guy in the head. I'm going to hit him with the shield. Yeah, but when and, you, and I'm dead. But when you get good enough, but when you get good enough and you're able to record your video, it's almost like you're like a Bruce Lee. No, but right? Where like a guy, like you're, you're so calm and collected and you know, how, you know how to fight and dodge. And it doesn't look, it doesn't look haphazard. It's calculated. So like if when somebody figures out the game and then records themselves doing all the badass moves and it looks like he's Jesus or Bruce Lee, right. you know, like he, right. like he can't be touched. That's hours and hours and hours of practice. Right. Well, to get what, that, what way. I say about Groundhog's day, like in the movie Groundhog's day, Bill Murray's character is constantly learning, but the day is repeating, but he's, re he's keeping the knowledge of everything he's doing. Correct. Right. So he's doing he knows what this person's gonna say and how this person's gonna act and what it's gonna happen here. He knows this person's gonna go so, buy him. Yeah, so basically so basically it taught him patience. Right. So what this game does is it's not an offense you can be offensive once you're more comfortable. Sure. Right? But as you're playing but, the game, it's just But the so... bosses are but the bosses are very intimidating. No joke. Yeah, they're no like joke. When you're playing, I watch people I'm watching people play the game. It's like when they look at guys they, what they say and how they act when they get a new boss. Like some people are excited. And then you can always tell by like you're intimidated because you yes. you don't yes. know what the guy's gonna do. I like you don't know if I should attack him I, or but to be defensive. Like that's part of the joy of a video game. I I uh I I happen to teleport, I went through a, a, a portal. Right. And then I went up into a, a, a realm. I had no idea where the fuck I was. I just stood there for a second and there was this NPC that was there. And because I showed up there, I took a, I took a couple steps forward. The dude stopped, turned around, saw me, didn't touch any of his weapons on him. He just looked at me. Right. And I was like, is this, is this a real guy or is this an NPC? So I moved up a little closer and then you could see him like, he like does this little shrug and then pulls his. Ah, he postures. He he pulls his weapon out and pulls his shield out and I was like, oh shit! And then he starts walking towards me with like like Jason from like a, a horror flick and I'm like I'm like nope, nope and I back up because I don't know if I could take him or not, right? Because well, I'm you, super you, weak. You don't know. You right. don't know unless you try. Right. I love it. I absolutely love it. And so what you're saying is, this is game of the year. In my opinion, yes, this is game of the year. This is game of the year. And you want to know why? And I don't think I don't think Starfield is going to be an actual in, game. Yes, Starfield is going to be in the running. Horizon Forbidden West is going to be in for the running. Oh, but, I'm sure. But this game is going to win hands down, hands down because I, I don't I don't doubt it. That the development, each of the NPC players feel they're so good. Like like you fight certain characters and the way they fight you and the way they look like they're thinking. Like what I should do? How should I? How should I get this guy right? Then there's PvP and stuff involved in this, and we went over this in my stream. So what? So what you're saying is it's possible to program NPC bosses to do certain things that make the game challenging. Yeah, the only thing I don't like about uh, the is the McFlurries, which are just flurries, like the flurries and the AOE attacks. They but do. you don't. But yeah, but over time, and I, I learned this from other games in the past. Over time, you realize. By the way the guy postures and attacks initially, you'll know which McFlurry is coming. It takes time and practice. Right. If he does a quick jab and then he blocks or does a quick jab and then goes to the right, then you know which flurry is coming up next. Yeah, if you like, watch that's how the games back are and programmed. watch and see him move. Yes. Yes. Yes, it's done correct. In my, the way I would say it, it's done correctly. The mechanics right. in the game are done correctly. 
So, so, so what this game does basically, and, and I'm sorry to say this, what this game does is basically spit in the face of everyone else who's trying to make a half-ass game. That's basically what they're doing. Right. They're showing you what they can do, how the game is supposed to behave, what the capabilities of the game are, and, and it can still be fun and challenging and still people love it. Basically, it's the triple this. Right. It's triple. Yeah. It's, 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 a, it's a great game. Reese asks, game of the year, even with the problems at launch. Here's the thing, Reese. Name a game. Name one game. One. That came out with no issues at launch. One. Bugs, glitches, day one patch. Well, everything's got something. Right. Everything's got something. I'm sure plus, this game's got something. Plus the well, it is. It has it has frame issues for PC and PlayStation. Okay, now PlayStation Five. Uh, I think Xbox, but I'm I haven't experienced. It doesn't mean it's not happening. But what I'm saying is, game of the year doesn't affect if if it has uh, network errors or anything like that. That has nothing to do, regardless of what game I give shit to. The network errors have nothing to do with the actual art of making the game. Okay, so. The direction of the game, the systems of the game, the art style of the game, the music of the game, the, the, everything about the game is the game. The network issues have nothing to do with game of the year. That's not a category. Network issues. Is that a game, right? So these are pretty bad, though. Again, though, that it has to do with server issue side, right? That's not with the actual structure of what the game is, right? Cyberpunk. Had all the problems, but it had bugs and glitches with the game itself and things missing from the game. Um, uh, Battlefield 24, uh, 2042, it's, it's unplayable in some places. Now, I understand it's unplayable for some people with the thing, but if Battlefield was up for Game of the Year, it wouldn't be criticized because of the bugs and glitches of network issues. It'd be problems with the gameplay and the, and the core of the game, and that's why it would be nominated or not nominated for game of the year. Right? In my opinion, in my opinion, it's up for game of the year and it'll win game of the year. I don't think even if Starfield comes out, I I, I just can't I don't know. I, I talked about this earlier in my stream, Sarge. What what open world games did and what like um what like Grand Theft Auto did for open world games, it like raised the bar, right? What yes. what Breath of the Wild did for open world games Raise the bar from that. Or handheld. Okay. Well, for any game, just games in general, right? And I think what FromSoft has done with Elden Ring has topped Breath of the Wild and evolved what open world games should be moving forward, right? So, so we'll see, right? Horrible games with horrible launches are memorable. Yes, yes. But games that are actually good. When you can play it, right? Lost Ark has problems right now. A lot of people couldn't play it for a week or so, okay, because of network issues and server issues and stuff like that. Uh, Cyberpunk, when it came out, a lot of people couldn't play it because of, of, of glitches and bugs and stuff like that, right? Obviously, I tell people not to buy it day one, week one, month one. So if you want to take my saying, what I'm saying now, and move it over to a month when they can flush everything out and then everyone can play it, then so be it, right? But 100%. This is an actual game, Sarge. It's a oh. it's a made a game, sell a game, no microtransactions. Once you're done with the game, you move on or replay it and make a different character, right? Different class, 
play through a different way, do your different things. I think thing. that's, and that's the winner, and that's the win for the uh, replayability because of the fact that you have multiple classes that you can pick and go through that game. Well, and, and here's here's another thing I'm going to talk about. We're, we're going to move into the top stories real fast. Top stories. Oh, that's the book of top stories. There it is. All right, so Elden Ring coverage compared to all the other biggest games from the last two years, they put together a graph to show us. Okay, let me let me bring up this graph to, to, to show you what this is. Okay. This graph here is showing us articles written. Okay, when the game comes out. Ghost of Tsushima came out, eleven hundred and eighty one review or Articles came out, so like the buzz is out there. Metroid sure. Dread twelve hundred, Returnal twenty one hundred, Monster Hunter Rise twenty one hundred, uh, Forza twenty three hundred, Death Loop twenty five hundred, uh, okay. The Last of Us Part Two twenty eight hundred, Hitman three okay. thirty one hundred, Halo Infinite thirty seven hundred, Cyberpunk, one of the biggest games to ever come out, had only thirty eight hundred articles written. Okay, okay. Uh, Resident Evil forty one hundred, Horizon okay. Forbidden West just last week, the week before. Right, forty five hundred, and Elden Ring's at seventy three hundred articles written in less than a week. Okay, so what does that tell you? Well, it, it, how starved, how starved for an actual video game that tests the metal of gamers is enjoyed by a wide range of players. You can tell everyone was excited. They all want to write about it right. because it's finally a game. Yeah. A There's a game. finally a game, right? Double the articles, double seriously, double, and it I, works. Like and I it said, it works. <clears throat> Reese, I'm not, I'm not denying that the game has problems, right? Because it's not happening to me, I, I understand that it's, 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 it's happening to other people. Again, though, overall, what the game is, it's an amazing game. It is, it's an amazing game. No game that's come out in the last six years has come out flawlessly. So this is less, less glitchy than the other games in the past. That, that basically just shows you how excited the actual gamers within the journal, within journalism are to, have to finally yeah. play a game. I was watching Code Carnage uh, three days before launch. He got early access before the day one patch that came out. He was going against Stormfoot and was in there and he couldn't, he couldn't, he couldn't dodge because all of a sudden the game would just hitch he would freeze, and when he came back, he was dead. Right. Okay. And in a game like this, you can't have that. He was like, "This yeah. is unplayable. This is unplayable," is what he said. Correct. Okay. So, I, 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 I see what the problems are. Okay. But for the people that are actually playing the game, see in a month. Yeah. See in a month. See in a month. Right. And if Elden Ring can fix the problems uh, faster than thirteen months, fourteen months, fifteen months, I'm looking at you, Cyberpunk. I'm looking at you, uh, Battlefield. I'm looking at you, Fallout seventy six. I'm looking at you. You know, name a game, okay? That takes some super long uh, Avengers, right? Like that's 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 an issue, right? But we'll see what happens, right? We'll see how fast they fix the problems um, with with the game, the issues that Reese is bringing up. There's also uh, I have one more story for there's Elden Ring. Oh, I had another Elden Ring story. Oh, yeah, the stats for Elden Ring digital downloads. This is pretty shocking. Okay, so digital downloads accounted for over 68% of Elden Ring sales. Xbox and PC were the biggest digital platforms. 
Almost 85% of Elden Ring sales on Xbox were downloaded. And on PC, it was <clears throat> it was 73%. For PlayStation 5 and 4, the sales were just over 50% digitally. Okay. Yeah, but what that means to me, for me personally, though, that means I have to go to the store and I have to buy the hard copy of this game because it seems like one of those historical well, type that's games. That's what I was just going to say. So PlayStation, people that bought PlayStation seem like they want a hard copy. One, I would assume because you could play offline, and even if they shut the servers down, you can't play online anymore. You can still play this game right. with the disc. Correct. Right? So I, think, I might go. I might go buy it and not play it just so I have the hard copy. Yeah, yeah. I don't have time at the moment, but I, I see. I see you. The kind of what 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 this game has done. It's basically it's basically woke up a lot of people out of a coma to show them what an actual video game is. I'm finally proud to say it's a video game. Right. Make a game. Sell a game. Um, and with all the issues that are happening with all other games, uh, not this this game's scot free of it. No, but- not at all. But it checks the boxes of what a video game is supposed to do to the player. It's supposed to be challenging. It's supposed to be rewarding. It's supposed to be fun, right? And good, it, right? Right. It, the mechanics are done well. Yeah. The AI is done well. It checks all the boxes. People are excited to play it. Why? Because it's done well. It's an actual video game, right? And I haven't, I haven't streamed it. I haven't streamed it because I watch other people that are playing the game. And I see the backseat gaming. We are going to stream it this weekend uh, for members only on, on YouTube. But people, listen, everyone likes to backseat that video game is because they can't play it. That's why they backseat right. it. Or they think they make them, hey, whatever. It's, right. it's, it's fun to well, watch. No, it's definitely fun not, to watch. And let's not pretend, like, I don't, I don't know the game yet because I haven't played it, but I, I would assume that there might be some cheese involved, but you're not going to notice the cheese until you play multiple characters. Well, well, because sometimes... Sometimes in a game like this, and I'm, just, I'm, I'm speculating, is that if you learn your character and are able to understand the movements of your character against certain bosses, that you can do well. But when you change characters, depending on how your moveset is with your different character, sometimes the same attack style with that character might not work. Right. right. You might have to change your style based on the character that you're playing. Which is also well something that's good for the game. You also get people who go, "Oh, I beat him without being on the mountain." Be like, "Good for right. you." You know what I mean? Like, good for you. <laughs> but that's but that's but that's what this kind of game does. This kind of game gets all kinds of shit talk. That's what it is. It's who's better at the hard game, right? Of course, people are going to shit talk. They're going to backseat game. Yeah. Of course, that's going to happen in a game like this. No one backseats on Zelda or like some game that has cut and dry mechanics. This is something that you have to understand the mechanics of the game in order to do well. <clears throat> so Reese is saying every game does launch with issues. I just seems like people are more willing to look past them with this. I'm not saying that's wrong or that's wrong, but I do find it interesting. And and I think here's the reason, Reese. He's correct. Yeah, here's the if reason. Listen, if there's if there's if if the mountain of shit in front of the game doesn't cover it completely, yes. I can overlook it. Exactly. Okay? But if the game is just, we all know it's shit because I've been alive long enough to know what a shit game is. Right. Right? If you're trying to sell me a shit game, then I'm not going to forgive you, forget you, or anything. I'm just, I'm going to ignore it. Right. Like, Re- uh, yeah. You keep your piece of shit. Yeah, Reese, you're not wrong, but what I'm saying is because the game, when it works, for the people that get to experience it, it's a fucking game. Like, other games should look at this game and go, man, we haven't made a game. This is a game. Like the, just the mechanics of it is just fantastic. Anyway, we're gonna move on. We're gonna move on, right? 
Next story. Star Wars Eclipse release date at least five years away, according to a new report. And the article comes from Game Rant. And it says, a new report suggests that Quantic, Quantic Dreams uh, recently revealed that Star Wars Eclipse game won't be releasing until 2027 or 2028. Now, this is, this is funny to me. So Star Wars game is coming out at the same time Elder Scrolls is coming out. Yes. Yes, right? Yeah. So it's funny to me, like, why even, why even bring this up? Now, because they, I, again, because they showed you, it to us. Article. They showed it to us at the end of 2021. Okay. And it takes how many years, Sarge, to make a game? Three to five. Three to five. Okay. Five. Meaning, I'm going to tell you right now. Talking about games that are broke at launch, 2027, if it comes out in 2027, it won't be fixed until 2028. Okay. But that just runs, that runs its course. Like, listen, all I know is the complexity of the games currently with the engines that they're trying to use and the time frames that they're trying to get these games out and the fact that it's all digital. You don't even need to buy, I don't need to manufacture anything. Right. Right. I, I, I still believe that there's, there's something that there's, there's a story that the journalists are not talking about and the reasons why games are in the position that they're in currently. We've hit some kind of technical plateau that regardless of how many people are actually working on the game, there's just certain things that take time that need the bugs to be worked out. And I think that we've reached this threshold now where five years for these epic games is standard. A normal game is three years, but these epic games that they want to make is five years plus. Right, plus. Right? Five and to that's seven. If, right? And that's if... and Red that's Dead, if the, God of War. If their flowchart is right, they've talked the right way in the boardroom, they're moving things in the right direction. There's not this the constant chaos of we don't know the direction. We don't know what kind of game we have. All we know is we need to make a billion dollar game in, in three years. Like that kind of pressure gets to people. And I think there's there's something going on that the stories haven't come out yet. But and I'm not talking about crunch, I'm talking about limitations for hardware and software that they're currently using that, that is gonna come out soon. And either it's gonna be a breakthrough. Either they're going to, this is how it's going to be framed. The framing will be some company will come out with a better way to program and they're going to highlight it, but they're not going to highlight the stuff that they were doing and how bad it was. And so everyone will be getting excited because there's a new way to make games. Well, Epic's or, trying to do that, right? Right. Or the article is going to be somehow how games just aren't what they used to be because of deadlines, this, that, and the other thing. And it won't be framed in the way that we want, which is, what are you guys using as tools? What is holding you guys back besides the timeline? Okay. And what's up with the leadership in these companies that have given us gold and have, have made the video game industry what it is today, all of a sudden have no leadership, have no idea what they're doing, and are just trying to put the vacuum cleaner in your pocket to suck your money out. Right. And, right. There, there's something else going on. Well, the, That's what I want to see. The reason they showed the Star Wars Eclipse, okay? According to Henderson, part of the reason why Quantic Dream announced Star Wars Eclipse so early was to attempt to attract other developers to its studio, right? So it's almost like what they did for Anthem at E3. When they showed Anthem, they didn't know what Anthem was until they showed the trailer for what Anthem was. And they're like, got oh, that's the game we're going to make. Yeah, I got. I got to be honest with you. I think the reason why they show trailers not just to not just to poach developers, but I think it's to get 
investment, outside investment. Oh, sure. Because because they they're either short or know they're going to go long and they want to have a cushion. And so they put out that fucking trailer, let people know that they're what they're serious about what they're doing. So it attracts people who want to invest in games. They know how much video games make. And people who are following the trends notice that this development studio does these games. They've all done well. And so now you show me a trailer for a game that I'm not going to see for almost seven years. My kid they're will looking be looking for money. My kid will be in high money. school by the time the Star Wars comes out. Yeah, they're looking for they're looking for money, right? Uh, another thing is like live service games is what Krebsy's talking about, right? Think about Destiny for a second, right? I De don't think about Destiny. Well, Destiny's a live service game. Is it? It only worked on for 13 months before it launched. How many years has it been out? Seven years. Right now, everyone's saying that Destiny right now, Witch Queen, is the best that Destiny's ever been. And all I can say is, great, Star Wars and God of War and Red Dead Redemption and all those took six to seven years to make. What year are we in? Oh, seven? And they had 13 months before, so they're in eight and a half years. I hope Destiny's in a good fucking place now, right? Because you've been beta testing it for three, four, five, six Six years. I think it's almost launching now. I think it's almost actually going to launch. Now, I know I'm going to get a lot of shit for that, but it took them that long to create the game to get it where it is today. It took them seven years to go from where Destiny was to where Destiny is, okay? Same difference with a, with a, with Anthem or anybody else. Same, that took years and years. Game. Same game. Right. Game hasn't really changed. Hasn't the, changed. Mechanics, the mechanics in the game have changed, but the, the flow chart of, of grinding for resources is still the same. You're still farming for the same types of stuff. It doesn't matter what pretty color they're using or what they're calling it. Right. It's the same. It's the same uh, resource run that it was before. Just the story's done better. Yeah. We're trying it's to in get a, it's the, in a better the, place. Yep. Yeah. Yep. All right. Next story. Sony has reportedly shipped secret PlayStation prototypes to Virginia. It's noticed that Sony shipped several PlayStation prototypes from London to Virginia back in November last year. Now, as the Sony heads into second year of PlayStation 5 lifecycle and the pandemic turns the corner, Japanese companies will certainly be ramping up production on the most popular system. Um, gaming site Tweaktown recently uh, unearthed a ledger from Sony's interactive entertainment exports that detail 700 kilograms worth of, uh, of video game console prototypes. This four-carton package was shipped on November 16th, 2021 from Sony's headquarters to London, Norfolk, Virginia. Although exactly why it's landed in Virginia remains a mystery. PlayStation's main headquarters is currently in San Matito, California, so it's likely Virginia has just a stop along the journey of its West Coast. Now, as for exactly the site uh, uh, sits in these four cartons of gaming uh, system, prototypes is really anyone's guess. Realistically, it could only be one or two different types of systems. Either they are PlayStation 5 prototypes or related to the PSVR 2. Most commonly, gaming companies start working on the next iteration hardware right as the first ones out the gate. So obviously we talked about this. Uh, I've talked about this months ago. I said, we'll probably get a PlayStation. You'll, you'll probably get a PlayStation 5 Pro before you get a PlayStation 5, right? Like people that can't get their hands on a PlayStation 5 will probably get a PlayStation 5 Pro. I'm going to say the rumors are going to start milling up now. And I would say by next holiday season, next summer, 2023, no 2020 so? yeah 2023 the pro comes out next christmas 2023 summer they'll announce it we'll see a lot more of it and then boom 2023 playstation two and a half years into the cycle yeah absolutely get the pro i think we, i think that's what we'll get i think that's what we'll get you don't think so i mean i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure that they uh 
Why wouldn't they? They've done every other life cycle before. PlayStation because, Slim, PlayStation Pro. Because if Xbox. you're manufacturing, if you're manufacturing fives, and now you're starting to manufacture five pros before you even get the manufactured listing out for five, it just says a lot about the fucking company, man. Like, and people buy it. People buy it. I, I get it, man. I get it. But still, still, if 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 you're able, if you waited two and a half years to get a PlayStation Five and you still can't get one, but you're able to get a PlayStation Five Pro. Right. We we are still we are still dealing with chip shortages, man. Then people sell their PlayStation 5s secondhand market to get the PlayStation 4 or 5 Pro. Well, if listen, if if the rumors are true, they'll make their money back on it. Right? If the rumors are true and they are making a chip factory in the states. If we are making a chip company in the states, it takes at least 3 years to right. build the goddamn factory. Right? At least 3 right? Sometimes four, depending on the construction. And you know how the construction here is in the States. So if we get that, that means we're looking at somewhere around 2025, 2026, where we start to offset production of chips that we no longer have to rely on 63% on Taiwan. Right. That's a lot of stuff's got to happen before then, man. We're, we're, we're in a very tumultuous time right now when it comes to electronics. We are we are slowly the, the the clock is slowly ticking from normal resources battling out to tech resource battle, right? And it's gonna go from oil and gas and it's gonna go to microchips and rare earth rare earth minerals. It's basically what's gonna end up happening. And then I I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure if I'm ready to see what happens if we finally do get a chip factory here. What the prices would do. Du Dupla right? says that the Intel is making a chip uh, facility in Ohio. There you go. So, but is it is that the specific type though? Dupe is it is it like the like the Taiwan Taiwanese type of secure factory chip factory like all the high tech stuff, or is it just a regular chip factory? Like there's there's two different kinds. That you know, Krebsy, you're not wrong. What's happening right now? Russia isn't getting anything so so new, but so it does free up a lot of stuff, right? It does. Yeah, I forget that much. Well, he, he's not wrong because nothing's I, going I, in. I, I understand. Nothing's going I understand. in. All right, next story. Microsoft store discount games by up to 95% this week. So Xbox gamers are in for a treat this week as Microsoft store is currently offering some older AAA games for up to 95% off. Uh, the late sale of Microsoft store off... <laughs> Offered was uh, on Ubisoft games. The discount on offer significantly as games in Watchdog 2, Tom Clancy's Division, were on sale for 80% off the original prices. Unfortunately, this sale came to the end on February 7th. However, gamers will still be able to pick up current deals on the store until the end of the week. Now, which which store? Steam or some Xbox? of the some of, no Xbox store. Some of the notable titles on sale is 90% off as XCOM 2 for two dollars and ninety nine cents, or XCOM yeah XCOM 2 for two dollars ninety nine cents. XCOM 2 War of Chosen. For three dollars ninety nine cents, Anthem for five dollars and ninety nine cents, The Sims Four for three dollars ninety nine cents, The Sims Four Deluxe Party Edition for four dollars ninety nine cents, and there's also countless other games on sale for 85 percent off as well listed below. All right, so some of the games I can see here, Sarge, you got Dragon Age Inquisition for five nine five ninety nine, Dragon Ball Z Fighter eight ninety nine, Dragon Ball Z XCOM, Code Vein Deluxe, Dark Siders, Need for Speed, Plants and Zombies. Soul Calibur 6, Star Wars Battlefront 2 Celebration Edition, $7.99. Uh, 
and UFC 4 for $11.99 as well. So make sure you guys go check out the storefront for uh, for Xbox if you're looking to, uh, to pick up some games there. That's our quick, uh, quick story there. The next story, we got Leaker says that new Sly Cooper and Infamous Games are in development. A Leaker claims that there's a brand new Sly Cooper and Infamous Games in act, uh, active development for PlayStation. Sucker Punch Productions rose to promises with PlayStation 2 with Sly Cooper series platforming games, all which earned uh, widespread acclaim from the, from critics. It's also followed up with a brand new superhero game, Infamous. I remember Infamous, which is where also received the latest games for Sucker Punch is Ghost of Tsushima. Now, which also proved to be a smash hit. Now, Sucker Punch is rumored to be working on Ghost of Tsushima's sequel as its next game. But in the meantime, it seems that fans company's older works may also be in luck. Are you? Did you ever play Sly Cooper, Sarge? I, I never did. Did you play Infamous, though? Infamous was the one that had the powers. He was like a, electricity would slide on the on the lines and stuff like that. You don't remember it if you if, if that didn't bring ring a bell to you then you probably didn't play it i'm trying to remember that the titles didn't sound right though yeah infamous was a good game it was a good game let me see if i can uh let me see was that like the the bionic power guy yeah, like he had yeah. like some kind of special powers i'll, I'll bring up a i'll bring up a bridge for you it sounds familiar uh Maybe I played it over John's house. Maybe John got infamous. Oh yeah, that's a that's a game that John would play, one hundred percent. Maybe I, maybe that's where I saw it from, one hundred percent. I'm waiting for these commercials to end, and then I'll I'll bring it up on the screen. Yeah, it was it was a good game. It was a good game. Um, so technically they're or they they might be working on it. This this is the game, Sarge. He had like like Trizzy shooting out of his hands. He's riding on like railroad tracks, and this is like an original character. It was really good. It was a really good. Uh, it was a fun game. You don't remember it? Sarge is drawing blanks. This must have been those years that he was on. Uh, he was drinking. He was on a drinking binge. Oh, I know why Sarge doesn't remember this. He was playing Skyrim or Fallout at the time because that's all. That's all Sarge used what, to play. What, yeah, what year was this out? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's like a he's like a meta human, right? Yeah, he's, he's yeah, yeah, he's like a meta human. Yeah, Infamous came out in 2009. 2009. It came out right before Skyrim. Well, oh, Skyrim came out two years later. Nope. But uh, oh, speaking of which, real quick. Are 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 we waiting to see what happens with the new Borderlands? What do you mean? Well, oh, you're you're talking about Tiny Tina's uh, Wonderlands, Wonderlands, Wonderlands. Yeah. Um. Are, are we are we interested? Or, are my I am, am interested, but I, I'm gonna wait. I'm waiting. I'm interested, but I'm I'm gonna wait. I've 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 I didn't buy their last one. It's been what two years? Years? Because almost three I'm, I'm years. Sensing, I'm sensing the the. They know how good the Tiny Tina DLC did at the end of Borderlands 2. And so basically this is a whole game based on just that. And so I want to see if I want to see if it's a total package. I'm not going to fall for it just because it's Tiny Tina. I love the character. I love the actress who plays her. I, I just don't want to fall into the, the Borderlands nonsense right away. But it's on the radar. I'm letting you know it's on the radar. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm interested in it, but again, from Borderlands three twenty bucks, bro. Is that with all the expansions, or is that just the main game? This next level edition. Well, if the next level edition has all the all the things, that's around the that's around the price point I would pay for it. Okay. All right. Well, the next the next story, Sarge. It's it's time. It's uh, a lot of sales. There's a lot of sales here, bro. It's 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 time for uh, it's time for. For Betafield 2076 news. Hit it. All right. So the next story, the next story is Battlefield, Battlefield 2042 or Betafield uh, 2076 maps will be smaller. DICE shares an update on various issues related to maps in Battlefield 2042 and assures that the future map will be smaller in size. Okay. So, like, do you think that's the reason? Do we, do we have to start a discussion like this? The, va- like, the, the vast 128-player count on PC and current-gen console was one of the biggest selling points for Battlefield 2042, Sarge, and now they're going to get rid of it, basically. They never, they never followed through with it. I you mean, they put 128... No, no, you did not. They put, you they put did. On a map, they did. They, they put it people, on there, Sarge. They did. The maps were not designed for that. It's well, it, that, that doesn't matter. They, they put 128 players on the, on the, on the map, Sarge. They, they fulfilled what they said, so now it's not false advertisement. They delivered 128. Uh, if you guys can't tell, I'm being facetious. They delivered 128 people at launch, Sarge. A mission accomplished. Okay, now wow. every map afterwards will be smaller. So one of the big selling points was 128 players and tornadoes. Okay, that's what they went on. 128 players and tornadoes. Yep, yeah, tornadoes. Tornadoes, that's what they did. And other natural disasters that still are not in the game, Sarge, because they didn't have time to put them in. They didn't have time to put them in. Okay, so... It's pretty shitty. A detailed post discussed uh, several key points related to the maps of Battlefield 2042 with separate sections of the future maps. DICE realized that bigger maps don't always equate to more freedom for fun and states that fans can expect future maps to be smaller in scale than most of the recent ones. The developer also considered reducing the number of sectors and capture points when playing with 128 total players. The post that states that DICE is thinking about changing the shape of the maps from a square to rectangles as they will initiate initiativeize players to push for instead of trying to circle around the opponents. <laughs> that's their big thing. That's make the a, big thing. Make a rectangle instead of a square. That's it. That's it. Dude, they're, they're done, bro. Did you done. hear that? Did you hear the report uh, last week? Did we talk about it last week, Sarge? That Bueller news uh, talked about it this past week. That's what it was. We didn't, we didn't talk about it on the show last week. 87% of dice developers came into the company after Battlefield 1. 87%. Okay? All I have to say is it shows. Okay. 56% came in after Battlefield 5. So 56% of the company, okay, is working on this game that's never yeah, played or worked on a Battlefield game ever. Yeah, but, but, you, but I see, I don't use that as an excuse for why the game is done poorly. I do. When you when you are when you are a developer 
you're teaching the people around you. And if you leave, you at least left seeds behind on how you handle certain programs and what shortcuts you have. You're teaching people you work with. That's how it works. You can't tell me that the senior staff left. There's only 13%. Everybody else, everybody else faked it. Yeah. And now nobody knows how to make a battlefield game. I'm telling you, when I, when I played it. Nonsense. When I played it and I said, it's like they'd never even played a battlefield game before. Well, they haven't. Because they didn't. That's they right. didn't. They okay. So battlefield. Okay. So battlefield also goes on and says um, that the 128 players um was it a good idea? And, and I don't think they think it's a good idea anymore, right? So what do you think, Sarge? Because it was one of the selling Arma, points. Arma does it. Yeah, but... Arma does it. But when... Right. Arma did it back in what? What year did Ten that... Ten years ago? Eight years longer ago? Longer than that. Well, I'm giving no, you... I'm not, giving Arma, not Arma, not Arma, not Arma. Mag. Mag. That's what no, it was no. called. I'm talking about... I'm talking about having that many people in the game yeah. at the same time. Yeah. Well, you have to give... You have to build the map around Mag what was type the one of that thing you're that doing. Many. You have to build the map around it, right? Listen, it works both ways, okay? I remember playing Battlefield 1942 12 back, years back ago, in the day. Mag had 128 players on the, on, the, on, the, on the game. I remember playing Battlefield 1942 back in the day. Actually, had more than Every, that. Everybody, everybody hated Berlin because all it was was everyone throwing three grenades as high as you can and grenades going off for 20 minutes. Right is the shittiest fucking map of all time. And what was wrong with that map? It was too fucking small. Right. Right. It was too fucking small. You had sixty-four guys running around in, in an inner city someplace, and all you heard was all twenty minutes, and then the game, the map ended. Like nobody, er, nobody wanted to play it. Everyone hated it. Right. But everyone loved the other maps, where the whole map full of vehicles. Yeah. Or, you know. Bridge too far map. Yeah, there there are certain maps that just work well because they were designed properly for what you were had in mind. Okay. There's just certain maps that just run that way. Yeah. There's always the favorite maps. Listen, the reason why everyone loved Metro is because nobody could flank you. You had to grind you into had, everybody. Yeah, you had to go into that. And so the kill grinder. counts were massive. Everyone leveled up quicker. So everyone loved the map. It wasn't strategic at all. Right, and there was always one rat somewhere, somehow, and we all found out why afterwards. He found the glitch through the wall. I get that, yeah, where you yeah. got around behind him finally, and you took their home spawn, and it caused all problems. Or you were on a team that knew how to play and knew the cutoff points, and you always trapped them in the base, which made it worse in that game than in any other battlefield ever. When you were pinned in fucking Metro. You hated life. Oh, it was, it was terrible. It was terrible. You hated life. There was no escape. You want to know why there was no escape? Because the hack section that you could get around behind them was past the front line. So you had to you had to find a way to get past them first in order to yeah. hack the game. Go, and yeah, to get to the back. Go to the right? go to the side and try to flank. But there were plenty bit. of maps that are amazing maps. There are amazing maps to play. Well, here's my question: After eight years, why don't you bring the map back? Right? Why don't you just bring it back? Right? Does it have to be part of your 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 oh so concentrated story that you just can't bring a map back? Like yeah. how many maps? Now I'm not talking about the metro map. I'm talking about the other cool well, maps that you played. Here, here's another thing that happened with Battlefield, and 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 I get what I get what they're doing. All right, who's the villains and the and the bad guys in Battlefield? Arch? Uh, it, you don't you don't have to make it any country. You could just name it terrorist organization. No, I understand that, but you call it Cobra. Who did you they just call it who Cobra? Did they, who did they make? Well, the bad guys. They did, well, I, I don't feel bad for them. 
No, no. What I'm saying is, I know. They, I, you want they, me to say it? Yeah, I don't want to say I'll it. I'll say it. They they chose Russians to be the bad guys in the future of 2042. Okay, and because there's um, weekly challenges and whatnot, one of the things was a skin of a Russian uh, of, the, of the Russian uh, uh, enemy's team, and they took it away. So people that were grinding for stuff to get the next thing, they took out of the game now. Because of their poor be choices, of their poor choices. One of you, one of you guys, one of you three thousand guys who's grinding for anything in Battlefield, I have no sympathy for you either. <laughs> you're you're just a you're just a noob. You're some kind of you're some kind of something. I don't even have a word Te for you yet. Tempest says, based on the most recent Battlefield experience, eight players is too many. <laughs> so, uh, oh, and then Krebsy brings up that the map and the scoreboard are are still not in the game, Sarge. The, the map and the scoreboard are still. Well, the scoreboard's still not in the game. Well, they made the attempt on the yeah. scoreboard. It just didn't make it. It couldn't couldn't do it. Yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> at, at the very least, can't you just copy pasta? I mean, whatever the code is for the scoreboard, copy pasta. Yeah. No. Uh, let me see. Got here. We got uh, NVIDIA. Next story. NVIDIA source code leaked points to Nintendo Switch 2. Okay. With a new Ooh. GPU. Now... I don't know. I mean, obviously, Nintendo is working on a new system. Is it going to be? Is it going to be the Switch Two? Is it going to be a high-powered Switch? Who knows? Uh, interesting. Some of the data in these files is from far back as 2019, which is when the Switch Pro rumored really started picking up steam. Uh, so there's not much. There's not much on it. It's the source code, and it says that Switch Two is in the works. Switch Two is in the works. Did okay. you ever pl did you ever play Artful Escape? It just came no, into my brain. I didn't. That's also an independent game. Okay. It's on Game Pass. All right. I it's all I'll, it's all I'll, musically. I'll it's bank musically it in there with the time between I have no time and time and I'll I'll try to get to my Yeah, but 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 for the the Artful Escape is something you can knock out in like an evening. Yeah? How fa yeah. how how many hours is it? In an in an evening. All right. I will I will have to uh it's another, it's another independent game that I... Side Scroller, is that what it is? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right, next story, Sarge. Next story. AMC... There's some, there's some really good deals here, bro. AMC will charge more to watch the Batman than other movies. Okay. I'm calling shenanigans on that. All right, well, let me read the article first. The higher cost is part of the... Uh, Arun is calling an experiment with variable pricing. Quote, currently, our prices for Batman are slightly higher than the prices that we are charging for other movies playing the same theaters at the same time. Uh, they said during a webcast following the quarterly earnings. This is at AMC theaters, by the way. I missed that in the beginning. Uh, quote, this is a quite novel in the U United States, but annually AMC has been doing it for four, uh, for four years, for years now in the European theaters indeed. In Europe, we charge, uh, we, cha we charge a premium for the best seats in the house as they do uh, just about all seller tickets in other industries. Uh, take sports events, uh, concerts, and live theaters, for example. Uh, AMC did not release information on how much more expensive tickets to Batman will cost, but uh, curiously glance at AMC's uh, in San Francisco shows and Dolby Digital showings Uncharted for $17.49 and Batman for $19.49. Please note that San Francisco prices are not indicative to the rest of the country. So it's a $1.50 or $2 price hike uh, for that. So the movie raised ticket prices comes after AMC previously raised weekend prices above midweek levels in some U.S. locations. Now, you'll still be fenced 
you, you'll still be on the fence if you read the review of Batman and the editor. Okay, blah, 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 10 out of 10. So I want to know, though, Sarge, where is that extra money going? Do you think it's going to the theater or do you think it's going to the actual studio? Uh, no, because the contract for theaters is the profits from any movie go directly to the actual movie company. So if you're charging That's what I extra, would but this is but this is the problem that I have with it. If you're allowed to charge an extra dollar fifty for a specific movie, then the price for that movie, the the takings for the weekend are skewed. Right. All right. That's the first thing because then you can say the number it's the number one movie in America. Like it's the most not highly rated movie in America. Like you could just make up whatever you want. Right. Like that seems a little strange. Now, of course, the public doesn't care because they want to go see a fucking movie. Yeah, and and then they is not going to matter. Right. And if they see big box office numbers, that means it's a good movie. Right. Right. And right. then they, so there, I guarantee you that this is an experiment. This is an experiment. Well, they, they did say it's an experiment people, for variable pricing. Yeah. But what it really is is an experiment to get more people to come to see the movie because once they see I, the, the, the box office numbers, it makes more people want to come I, in because they think it's a good movie. I think for one reason that they're doing this, and again, I have no, no, uh, evidence of this but it's a two hour and 56 minute movie a three hour runtime so the extra dollar 50 is because they can't put so many shows per day that's what yes. it is so for instance if it takes if if a theater has let's say four theaters okay right. in their in movie theater and they take two up for batman well right if batman can only show in those two theaters and it's three hours you can only well, you show, show six like movies, six, movies six movies instead movies of eight night. right right so you're missing out on two extra theaters Right? right. So if there's a hundred people sitting in the theater and they're getting a dollar fifty extra from each of those people, you're getting an extra ten dollars uh, or ten to fifteen people's money at ten bucks at a head. Now you're getting it at eleven fifty a head. Right. You're trying, you're trying to make up for the two shows. That's I think that's what, what they're doing. I think they're trying to make up because they're making up for the two shows because they can't. It they won't can't make it. as much money if it was regular price. Got it. Compared to that's what I believe. Uh, that's a it's a good theory. That's but a good theory. I don't know. I don't know if that's what they're doing. But it makes sense. Sure. I mean, that, listen, if we're going to have a discussion about something, if we're going to discuss the money version of it, that's usually the plausible point as right. opposed to anything else. Because I'm, I'm seeing this. I'm seeing this tomorrow morning uh, at noon or tomorrow afternoon at noon. Um, right, Water. The first the first hour is going to be him losing his parents because you don't know what the fuck happened. <laughs> Krebsy, Krebsy says, uh, given it's only is anybody else theaters, tired of that shit? Not like, theaters. seriously. Makes me think that it goes to AMC. If it went to the studios, it would be implemented to other studios besides AMC. Well, no, AMC is the largest movie company out there. And they're smarter. They're smarter yeah. than the other ones. They set the tone for other people. Where other ones are independent movie theaters, and they might not be able to do the deal that they have there. And again, we don't know the deal. We don't know if AMC has a deal um, with everybody else. If you remember, when the pandemic was going on, AMC is the one that struck the deal for a 17-day turnaround. Uh, for 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 films and stuff like that. It wasn't everybody. It was AMC that was striking the deal with certain companies, right? Uh, next story, Sarge. Halo Infinite fans are getting impatient about the 2022 roadmap. Now, fans grow frustrated with the lack of content in Halo Infinite as they continue to wait for an update on a roadmap from 343 Industries. Now, since the release of Halo Infinite on December 8th, fans have been promised by the developers 343 Industries a new content is on the way. Specifically, a campaign co-op, a forge mode, are expected to drop sometime in the future. However, players have heard very little news about earlier uh, either of these features recently. As a result, some members of Halo community are being uh, beginning to run out of patience and have started questioning what the roadmap of 2022 even looks like. Now, recently, a gamer 
uh, known as uh, Hijack, uh, began to intriguing conversations about Reddit about Halo Infinite. In the post, he highlighted the lack of information shared by developers 343 Industries, and they backed up the claims by citing a previous message from Joseph Staten, uh, head of creative Halo Infinite. He attached a statement, and the developer had announced a delay for an update about Forge and co-op, noting that the studio needed more time to figure out the roadmap in the remainder of 2022. Now, however... Hijack also pointed out that the month pa has passed since the comments from Staten, and there has still been no word on plans earlier ahead. Man, it sounds like they're like Crystal Dynamics. Like they went completely silent, and this is actually Crystal Dynamics' first week back talking about something with a live stream okay, but, this week. Okay, let's 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 back the fucking truck. Well, let's up, talk about Halo. Okay, let's let's back the fucking truck up. What? How patient would he mean? There was no roadmap, right? I can't believe you're waiting for a roadmap, right? You're you're playing a Halo game, right? You're playing an online Halo game, right? You got your multiplayer deathmatch. You got Halo your single game, player, right? right? You got your single player game. You right? played your single player. Yep. You played your single player. Yep. And now you got your multiplayer that you can play with your buddies all day long. So what do you? What is it you're mad about? Yeah. Right? You just you just walked right into the realm of destiny, my friend. I don't. I don't know what the hell you're talking about. This. You think that fucking Halo is gonna do something different? Outside of what Bungie did? No shot, kid. This, this if you, is if you're impatient right now, then you better just go play Destiny. This is the problem, though, with live service games, right? I, I was bringing up a conversation uh, earlier this week, and Bueller News brought it up also. Um, live service games are are good for everybody but the devs. The people making the actual game can't keep up with the actual pace. Of it's making not possible. It, it, just right. stop calling. They, they stop calling it. They Listen, can't. if you're going to call yourselves a live service game, then the then the the contact between the consumer has got to be bi monthly. I, I would, okay. yeah, I would, I would say if even, you're going to release, I would say quarterly. Release product, I would say quarterly. If yeah. you're going to release, if you're going to release product twice a year, then don't call yourself a live service game. Right. Just call yourself a DLC and shut the fuck up. Yeah. Right. Just stop it. Yeah. Right. It's impossible. Put, put it, putting that label on there, all it does is cause more problems. Look, look at the games that are doing it well, right? The games that are doing well live service right now is Fortnite, uh, like Rainbow Six, I believe. But they're only focusing on, like, very small aspects of the game. It's like one map, and they can change parts of the map, and it makes it different and new, right? Like, little things like that, adding skins and whatnot. Just stop calling it live the, service. The, 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 the devs are the ones making it. The CEOs and the companies want live service games. The customers want live service games, but the devs can't work on live service games. Plus, the people that are working on live service games, think about this. If they were working on Destiny three years before Destiny came out, the dev was working on three years before the game released, and now they're working on the same game for seven years. So they've already been working on the game for 10 years, okay? I like the industry that I was in, the film industry, because every time I got a job, if it was a sitcom, if it was a music video, if it was a feature film, it was different every time, okay? And as an artist, as someone working in the artist industry— Because that's what you are. Right, okay. Because that's what you are. Right. They want to work on different things. They want their name on different things. So they're when they're done, they can sit back and look at their wall of work, right? And if you work in the industry for 20 years and only worked on one fucking thing, that's—they're they, like, I didn't—I could have done anything. But I was just stuck with this one company, think, and they I'll get burnt out. You, they get burnt out. I, I'll be honest with you. I think that's 100% correct. I don't think a lot of these guys, and that's why they burn out and leave the company. Yeah. Because they don't want to be working on the same fucking thing forever. Because the company's chasing money. 
they're chasing their right. career. Right? right. And it's just not jiving. It's just not jiving. You can't have games of service fucking forever. A game's got to end eventually. Right. It had a good run. You made your money. Now we're moving on. Right. They want you, they want you in the game 